Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another fine episode of the Sober Swole Podcast. My name is Jake Howard. And I go by DJ Swirl. Chocolate and vanilla swirl. And we're still waiting on our esteemed guest to pop in here, but that's just fine. We'll get rocking and rolling. Before we get doing that, I'm going to shout out to Royalty Nutrition. And to help me out with that, as always, here he is. Here is Warhorse. Hey, it's Warhorse. Do you want your workouts to look like this? Or do you want your workouts to slay? When Warhorse picks his pre-workout, he wants it to slay. If you want second place, go with somebody else. If you want to be a champion, go with Royalty Nutrition. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Royalty Nutrition is a veteran-owned and operated supplement company that doesn't automatically go to use the cheapest ingredients while making supplements that help you along your fitness journey. Check them out. Use the discount code 37HAKE to save you 15% on your entire order. My next shout out of the evening will be to Gorilla Gains. That's gorilla-gains with a Z.com. They are a fitness apparel company that you can wear comfortably in and out of the gym. They also make great equipment that helps keep you safe while you train. Check them out and use the discount code Jake15 to save you 15% on that order as well. DJ Swirl, tell them about the buy to buy empire. You find yourself shopping in store or online, and you do not have the time, towing, or the muscle to get your new purchase home, hit us up at buy to buy That's at B-U-Y-T-O-B-Y-E. We give you peace of mind from the time you buy until the time we say goodbye. That is for on-demand delivery, moving, staging, TV mounting, and assembly. We serve the entire valley, Valley of the Sun, here out, out here in Phoenix, Arizona, uh, at buy to buy This, what you see right here, is by Device Studios. By Device Studios, we do creative consulting. We do remote content creation and we do post-production. So every phase of the creation process, we help take your brand and elevate it to the next level. High quality, low stress, remote control. That is at By Device Studios everywhere you are. Jake, what are we doing tonight, man? <laughs> well, uh, tonight we're still waiting for her to join us, but uh, we've been in contact with Captain Sandy Yan from Below Deck Mediterranean. Um, she also filled in for uh, Captain Lee on this last season of the flagship Below Deck show on Bravo. Um, she's, you know, a survivor of many near-death attempts. <laughs> and uh, she's an author, international uh, speaker. You know, obviously has a lot on her plate. So no doubt. I was waiting, her to, waiting for her to pop in. But until then... Man, what a week! <laughs> so the chicken, so, coop, uh, the chickens. Chicken, where we started because we started last week was reckless chicken coop, right? Yep, chicken coop is done. Hey, I just have know. to, uh, I just have to put the shade up there and then uh, get the birds moved in. We picked up uh, six new chicks, so we have uh, fourteen birds in total now. Um. And I'm just, I'm stoked, man. Everything, everything's come together. Got the roof done. Got the sides done. Here, redneck rigged the coop that was. 
the wrong pieces, got that all put together. And I didn't break anything on purpose that whole time. So, I mean, go me. Yeah. <laughs> Rage, my anger was controlled. It was very yeah. nice. <laughs> Um, it helped that I had my, uh, my stepkids out there and I was just, you know, stand next to me. We're going to learn something together. (laughs) So how are they? Are they, are they very hands-on helpful? Um, they are, if you ask, if you, if you don't ask, they're kind of like, whatever. But, um, my stepson is getting very curious and wants to learn how to do more like hands-on stuff like that. So. Yeah. I'm all about that. Um, he's going to help me tomorrow with uh, Ducktopia we're building here in our backyard. Nice. So I'm pretty stoked about that. It's Oh, so Ducktopia. I got my uh, my duck run in, and we've got that. We got the, I have the the base of it all built. I just have to uh, get the, the gate secured and wrap it, and then secure it with the extra extra wire to keep this uh these brutal dogs from getting to my ducks yeah. they'll be they're they're huge they're huge they're ready to go live on their own they, so <laughs> whatever keeps them plate. dude i love them a lot but they are the birds birds are messy and ducks are worse because they splash their water around and uh they're poop i've had water. to well so there's poop water and then I've had to I have to keep the uh, cage I have them in I have to keep it about a foot away from the wall and then a foot away from any furniture or anything nearby because they'll literally stick their their butt up against the grate and shit and <laughs> I have I've cleaned a massive amount of duck poop off my wall I'm pretty pretty tired of it <laughs> yikes how was your week man uh my week was not bad um took me nearly two years but i finally sold sold the house and so now we are back in control of our situation nothing has changed um we still have the dumpster next to the house from them taking care of the roof which we also just got updated um as well as the back patio um but yeah man the long process is finally done um shout out to uh, cassandra ali and the rosin team they uh took care of us um they expedited the the process so it went really quick um and yeah man i just had to uh and i paid what part of the sale the the deal was to keep my girls in their same situation because my youngest will join my oldest at the same school that my wife also teaches at in a few months. And so the idea was to not have to deal with any, you know, school districts, no, none of that. And so they had some continuance, um, some continuity with what their situation is now. We've, we've hit a, a pretty good, you know, stride in our routines. And so just want to make sure that that, that stayed in place. And that is the case. So very happy about that. Um, that's something that they will probably never know, but um, just being able to take the weight off of every day not knowing, every day the calls, every day the letters, the emails, 
and then the strangers who are randomly texting you and messaging you and soliciting you, trying to be in your be in literally be in your business. Um, yeah. And so that's finally done. And so now we can start the rebuilding process, and the bounce back will be massive. So that was my big deal. So uh also went and saw a couple movies started to do uh matinee wednesdays with my oldest um nice she's, she's still continuing to kick ass in school and every time she does we reward her so uh she has half days on wednesday and so since she gets out early we go catch a matinee and this was today was our second week doing it and so last week we went and saw ant-man and Quantumania, and then today we went and saw the new super mario brothers movie and, uh, you know, she thinks it's so cool for the, the scene to be in the big seats, the reclining. And then, you know, we got the, the standard, the blue icy and popcorn and some and some chocolate. So, like, she was loving life today. Uh, but it was well-deserved because she is doing her thing at school. So, uh, yeah, that's our new thing, Wednesday, matinee Wednesdays. So, um, still costs us money at daycare, which is awesome. Because Wednesdays she goes there half day. And that's the only day that she goes. But we have to keep her on the payroll or whatever that means for for them to, to even be able to watch her. So, uh, yeah, that's coming to an end real soon. And then with both of them being out of daycare, that will save us some money. So looking forward to that as well. Good, man. Oh, gosh. So, uh. Uh, do you ever have phone calls with like your family and then all of a sudden, Uh-oh. you know, they're like, Oh, by the way, everyone's dying. <laughs> well, my relationship with my extended family is pretty quiet. Like there's, okay. you're doing your thing on your side of the country. You're doing your thing. And then we say hello and hi on happy birthdays and might meet up for family gatherings or whatnot. But that's the extent of it. So, no, I don't get those phone calls, but I usually get it relayed from either my younger brother or my mom, who's still back home. Well, so I, I, I try and keep in regular contact with my grandmas. Okay. Um, just, you know, I mean, Grandma Howard, I call and check in on, and what's up there, Flex Chef? With you know, I call and check in on Grandma and say hi and whatever, and so I. I Call my grandma Howard, and she goes. We, you know, we get all caught up, and she tells me how about how she hopes uh, SDSU comes up and ends up pulls up and beats UConn because she's tired of UConn winning. Very nice. Sorry, so, sorry, grandma. You know, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, she loves watching March uh, Madness. She'll sit and, and she'll watch it. She she'll tell you. I don't ever start my bracket till there's eight teams. There ain't no point in me trying to rate. Nice. <laughs> I I ain't doing the whole dang, dang bracket. I'll wait till there's about eight of them. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, she's she loves watching uh, college basketball and and baseball. So that's what that's what she does. And nice. uh, so we talked all about that. She goes, "Oh, you might want to talk to your aunt. You know how." Uh, Uncle Greg had those blood clots in his lungs. Well, now he's having trouble with his heart and he can't breathe, and they're trying yeah. to figure it out. And then your your cousin, 
your cousin all of a sudden he just all of a sudden went cross-eyed and he can't see and there's a he got some special glasses and an eye patch and they're trying to figure out and i was like oh, okay dang cool <laughs> <laughs> you know and so grandma and i wrap we wrap up our conversation and you know okay you know i love you love you too and then like my my aunt must have sensed in the force I was talking to her mother because she hits me up right away. <laughs> hey, hello. And then she's like, "Here's what's going on with us." And bam, 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 bam. Yep. And, he, and I was like, "Oh." <laughs> I mean, like I'm I'm sure everyone's gonna be fine, but it was just like. It was like necessary knowledge, but it was just like unexpected. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, by the way, your uncle and your cousin have some like weird out of nowhere medical stuff going on. It's pretty intense. I, I, I know it's I know it's kind of late at night. And you're just you're, you're getting just wound down in bed. Yeah. But you want to stop and think about mortality for a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Grandma. Yeah, it, it wasn't just grandma. Like grandma, like so with my grandma, it's like it's like I understand, but it was like Aunt Cheryl, like sensed in the forest, like Jacob knows. I must, I must let him know. Yeah. And she's like, bah! Yeah. <laughs> like, no man, my mom does that. Like she'll give me random updates on people's conditions that I didn't ask about, just because it's in fresh in her mind, and she, you know, she's in the know. So I don't know who she, who else she has to talk about that outside of the family. So I get it. Well, I'm also at that age too, where like the, like my aunts and uncles and stuff and things like that, like I'm going to know about, Yeah, it's going to hit, it's going to hit harder kind of thing. Cause it used to be grandma would be like, well, you remember cousin so-and-so and had no, <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, you know, some like way distant family member that I may have met when I was four once, you know, yeah. like yeah. now, now it's just like, I'm getting older and then everybody else is older than that so it's like weird yeah so did so when your grandma's talking to you about march madness how into the tournament are you yourself and do you are you able to go back and forth with like player names and stuff or oh no no it just depends on if i've uh you know put five bucks down on a game or not right yeah i i i basketball i can watch basketball but I've never been into basketball to a point where I need to get to know the players on the team or what's going on. Yeah. Like I, I enjoy the, I, I could, I can say that I enjoy the sport, but it's not like something I feel passionate about where I need to be supremely invested. Well, the NCAA is tough because they don't get paid. So right. I know the, NIL, all of the, the transfer portal, all that stuff. They're they're trying to find ways for them to not have to pay the players, but the players still get paid. And right. they're you know, they're they're doing what they're gonna do. But so I try not to advertise it. I try not to, you know, vote be vocal about it because the attention that you give them, they don't reciprocate that to the people who actually are deserving of being talked about. So um, it was kind of hard to do that this year because the women's tournament was so big. Um, I understand the uh, the stigma that that women's basketball carries with it, um, especially to insecure men. So 
you know, I understand why it is supported less and whatnot. Um, also with, you know, the athleticism that's involved, but I mean, that's biology, you know, that's, that's a natural, yeah. not every girl is going to be able to get up and, and dunk it like most NBA players can. Right. So it's just like, you understand what you're buying into going into it. No shade to the women at all. They're still phenomenal athletes. Um, but yeah, this year, the NCAA tournament for women's, I posted something that I, sh- or I shared something to where this was the first year that the women's tournament was actually able to use the NCAA March Madness like branding. That's wild. But they weren't, they weren't allowed to before this, bro. I was like Bomani Jones, um, Game Theory on his show on HBO. He's the one where I where I saw that. But just something as simple as that is like word. And then you see all of the stuff about how they never, you know, the difference and in their locker rooms, the girls was very sparse. The guys was this huge, was this facility, you know, the welcoming parties for them. Like they had a DJ playing and stuff this year for uh, the women when they came in and, you know, they made them feel invited to their own tournament (laughs) for the first time in, I guess, a long time. And the ratings show it the way that people cannot get, Angel Reese's name out of their mouth right now is like, it's craziness. And it's all surrounding something that they were hesitant to support, which is crazy. Yeah, I've seen bits and pieces about this. And then like, people are like, throwing a fit about her being classless or whatever. And I was just like, I don't see it like that at all. Like this, I haven't watched one game. All I saw was a lady that was like stoked that she's about to be a national champion. Yeah. That's it. That's all I saw. And there's levels. Absolutely. Understandably. And you didn't have to watch the game to be a competitive person and to understand that spirit, that spirit of overcoming that spirit of to where it's, there's still sportsmanship involved because it's not like, it's not, it's not something that's going that would keep going on, but it will because of social media. Social media yeah, well, is what really will drive that into a bigger conversation. My whole thing was like, I don't know, so I don't know who she is, how good she is, or I don't know. Yeah, like she could have been, she could have been just fresh off the bench to come in for like the last ten seconds or whatever. Either way, I was just like, yeah, okay, well, like cool, like she's for sure not that. One. Oh yeah. Two, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it, you would have never heard about it if that was the case. That's absolutely correct. Um, the same way, the when the Super Bowl was going on, there was a, a an offensive lineman, I believe, who had like a domestic battery charge. Never made any part of the news because he was on the practice squad. <laughs> <laughs> so he's not a starter. He's not someone who could make a significant impact on the game. So they didn't even talk about it, dog. Like, you had to dig yeah. just to find that out. Um, but, yeah, this is more of the same. More of the same. Um, first off, Angel Reese was the most valuable player of the tournament. Okay. Um, she had a double-double every game. Um, and her counterpart, Caitlin Clark, who plays for Iowa, she is a monster, dog. Like, she scored, I think she scored 40 points twice this tournament. And she has, she's got Steph Curry range. So it's like, it was exciting to watch. And yeah. um, I shared something today 
um, one of the other teammates from LSU who's not getting all the press. She was actually on America's Got Talent, and she is super talented. She's a rapper, all of this stuff. And so, like, there are all these levels to the story that is the game and the players that people like yourself may not even care about. But just the discussion of behavior is brought up because of the, you know, the high, um, high, the high visibility of it all and the big names that are being tossed around. And, um, but yeah, the, it wasn't necessarily a tit for tat thing because the way that Caitlin Clark did the first gesture, which is this whole thing. Right. And so she did it to South Carolina when she beat them. Angel Reese is still tight with South Carolina players. So she took that as disrespect. And so when she had the position, she was in the position to do it herself, she also did it. However, mm-hmm. at the as the game expired, she followed Caitlin Clark around and was going like that to make sure that she saw, right? She wanted yeah. to make her point and she like did this thing with her ring and all that. And so we've had a conversation about all this because of John Cena and how he plays into this all. Um, but yeah, what a lot of the classless conversation was coming from, all from people who typically frame things in a classless manner, they are all up in arms saying that, oh, well, she did the most. She did way more, blah, 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 blah. So like Barstool Sports and that whole echelon, like they are all on the classless boat simply because it drives attention. But those people go out of their way to be classless on a regular basis. All the time. And then when Barstool Sports has no business telling anybody they're classless. Yeah. And so I saw quickly on Twitter to where, is it Dan Portnoy? Is that his name? Dave. Dave Dave Portnoy. He, uh, he said, he said, you know, classless or whatever. And then Shaq said, your mom or something like that. Yeah. (laughs) And so then he posted again. He's like, Hey mom. And he posted his text conversation with his mom. And it's like, this is the thirst is so real. Yeah. And then, uh, was it Keith, uh, Oberman? Overman said some shit too. Yeah. He got ruined. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, and, and it's the same. It's the same old. Like we were talking about, you know, silence and strength. We're coming from well, these, dude, gen- these generations where these older white men have a problem with young black people being having swag, having character. But then when it's a Joe Burrows or it's a Caitlin Clark or it's somebody else, and they typically and they're you know that white savior syndrome. Goes see, and that makes. Head. And that makes no sense to me, man, because like we grew up watching NBA players like beat the shit out of each other for real on a court. And they didn't even like, they didn't even like stop the game. They're like, okay, take your fucking two shots, you know? (laughs) And (laughs) that was like the end of it. And then, you know, back when like they, they brought back touchdown celebrations now, kinda like they're nowhere near to the level of like Terrell Owens in his prime or like freaking, Ocho Cinco grabbing the camera, you know, like yeah. Ke- Keyshawn Johnson for Christ's sake. Like, yeah. <clears throat> so like, I, like we grew up in an era of no sportsmanship. I don't even know if it's no sportsmanship, it, it, but it, it was like, it, it's in that era where you get more attention by being loud, by being evocative. Right. And that's yeah. all that everything is on social media. Most of it is contrived. Right. Because all it is is trying to be loud or be obnoxious for the sake of the attention. And so these professional athletes do it playing a child's game right. for insane amounts of money. And so then people who work hard and have typical blue-collar jobs feel like they have the opportunity to say something because 
they're incapable of making money at that scale. Like it's there's so much insecurity behind it all that it's 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 hilarious to see it. Yeah, the icky shuffle. There you go. Um, <laughs> Dating ourselves. Well, dude, hey, uh. dude. <laughs> the dirty bird, man. The dirty like, bird. Ooh, dude. Like you know what I mean? Like Jam- I was like Jamal I... Anderson. What's his last name? Who's the player? That sounds right. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to. I'll have to spot. I'll have to spot check myself. Well, I remember. I remember for a while you couldn't even find like YouTube videos of the Dirty Bird celebration. They had like banned it. They, they used to. <laughs> they used to five years ago, players were fined for any and everything that highlighted their individuality, their value right. as their own brand. They the NFL was not about it because it's a challenge to their to their control to their prominence and then all the backlash happened so all of these things are usually in response to pushback so like the ncaa for the women's side there was pushback because social media got to show the behind the scenes that we all didn't get to see and so because of that pressure the ncaa said okay we should probably treat them better not even fair not equal not better than just better and it's better result, they're retreated. And the result is humongous. So the NFL is trying to do the same thing. They're like, oh, maybe if we're fun, maybe if we just allow them that if we they allow them to have fun playing this child's game, <laughs> people will like it. And then it turns into the you know, the whole defense going in. There's a defense cam. There's yeah, and then, you know, they have these they have these guys running around with cameras on the field. So it's like it's it's a Madden game. And you see how much now the NFL looks like Madden simply to compete, simply for that familiarity, because Madden has been a series for 25, 30 years. So, mm-hmm. it, yeah, man. But I remember people talking about the No Fun League. Yep. And that's what they called it because of that. And it's like, like just like something as simple as your shoes being customized. Different color, yeah. And now it's like, they zoom in super close during the, you know, right after during a timeout or whatever. So you can see the charity or the person that the, you know, when DeMar, when DeMar Hamlin had his injury and all that stuff, they made a humongous fucking deal about showing support and stuff like that. And so once it benefits them and they're able to capitalize off it, they will make it a big point. But yeah, you're right. Even celebrations still like they're going to be like, don't let us not be in control. Act like you've been here before, guys, within oh, reason. That fucking <laughs> phrase, dog. Act like you've been here before. From people who have never, literally never been there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, yeah, all that has gone down. What else? What else has gone on? Well, uh, speaking of uh, Angel Reese, didn't she pretty much tell uh, Jill Biden where she could shove it? Uh. I posted earlier, I was like, Melania, she's winning so big today for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's doing exactly what she does. Nothing. And her husband gets locked, gets arraigned, and Jill Biden gets ran through the coals because she tried to give out the biggest participation trophy in history. Yep. Like both both teams can come. Because that's gonna make it better. Yeah. Because sharing the spotlight with a loser. When does that ever happen? It's the ceremony of it all, man. The, yeah. it's, the ceremony does not need to happen. And now, I always, I always say, beware of people who change definition before behavior. Like, 
what? Don't do that because it undermines the greatness of a champion. Right. Just off top. Like, have invite them behind the scenes. Have a separate dinner. Have a separate thing where you can where the runner up gets to come to the White House. Because yeah. I think that still has well, value. Well, see, the runner up goes and hangs out with like the vice president at the second house, wherever the hell it is. Like, remember when the champions would come, would come through the White House and Trump had McDonald's waiting for him? Like, yeah. oh, they're young kids. This is what they want to eat. Huh? <laughs> I think the... the oh, I think, but Joe Biden is as bad, if not worse than that. Because it's like, why? Well, it's the white savior think, complex. It's dude, Caitlin I think Clark. You, I, She's a monster. She does a lot of good things. She, I don't know. Is Joe from Iowa? Does she have Jill? Midwest connections? Joe I Biden? have no clue. Yeah. Joe's from Joe's from Pennsylvania. Whatever the case is, that's what she, because the attention that comes from Caitlin Clark and she's for all accounts, unless there's something that I'm unaware of or that's not come to come to light, she seems like a, a decent person. She seems like a good person, and she does yeah. things already for the sake of other people for representation. So there's no reason to not want to root for Caitlin. However. This is a reason to not root for Kate. <laughs> right. And it doesn't have to happen. She just, it's another thing that nobody was asking for. I think my, my favorite uh, sp- sports team going to the White House was um, when Jim McMahon was the backup quarterback on the Packers Oof. before he retired. So, um, so he missed going to the White House with the uh, 83 Bears. Right, 85. Or 85 Bears, pardon me. Excuse You're good. me. You're good. Excuse me. You're good. But he, he missed, he, I, I can't, he, he, he said something came up where he missed it. So when all the Packers went to the White House, he, he, he went in wearing his Bears jersey. Yes. Because <laughs> I missed it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, if I was on a sports team and we won and got an invitation to the White House, like, I would take a picture of the invitation and I would say, awesome sauce. And that might be the extent of it. Because, again, what's the value of going to the White House? To say you've done it? Yeah. To say you've been celebrated in the nation's highest building. Like, I, I, don't, attach a, I don't attach a lot of value to that. I've been to D.C. I've seen the White House. I don't know, man. I don't just yeah, like that, I guess. I don't know. I don't think I've ever even wanted to visit the White House. I mean, like, when you're truthfully. there, it's kind of the thing to do, right? Yeah. It's, it's the nation's capital. So see all of the stuff you've read about in history books. Whether it pertains to your life or your story or your <laughs> your anything is completely separate. But like, so We've talked about me being a big history buff multiple times. Yep. But I, I just... The older I get and the more I've learned and know about politicians in general, I kind of just like, yuck. Yeah. I don't want to, like, yuck. Why would I go here? Well, I don't don't know how much you care about golf, but the Masters is going on. And so this is the first year where I've been turned off by just hearing that name because it's like, the climate, everything that's going on with, you know, the updates, teams are changing their name. 
all of these things. And so it doesn't take long for you to do a quick dive and to find out that the place, Augusta National, where they play this golf tournament, is an old indigo plantation. For sure had slaves there. So it's built on those grounds, and the tournament is literally called the Masters. You don't have to be a genius to see how that's problematic. <laughs> and, and then the treatment of black people through golf itself, how you could only be a caddy at Augusta National up until the 80s, how the previous owner or the person in charge is on record saying, as long as I'm alive, there will not be, there will be white golfers and black caddies. Like he's on record saying that dog. So there's so many things about all this. And then you, you throw in the LIV golf. So the Saudi Arabia sponsored golf league, right? Yeah. That's in direct competition to um, PGA tour, they, banned all the players who left and went and played for live until this tournament. So the PGA Tour had a big problem with LIV, live, however you pronounce it, however you say it. They had a giant problem with it because they used the morality clause. They're like, oh, it's it's Saudi blood money. Yeah. They're playing a tournament that's called the Masters on a plantation grounds. Like, fallback. So the idea that PGA is more refined or is better than, it's crazy, dog, because it's the same thing. It's the same thing, but, you know. <sighs> so, yeah, to hear people say the Masters multiple times, and it is iconic. It is, I think it costs like four or 500 bucks to play around at a Masters or at Augusta National if you can get there. If they're able to get in and play. So like the reverence that people have toward this place and the tournament is very, 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 very high. But it's so problematic, man. But <laughs> the people in power, they, they don't have to care and they don't. So yeah. nothing's going to happen. And enough people won't will not boycott it or will make enough noise for it to do anything. But it's like I just, I've just been leaning into lear learning all the stuff people ignore in order to have a good time in order to do all of these things. So it's like, whether it's the NCAA tournament and them not playing players, or PGA Tour acting like they're some godsend in terms of golf, which, it's crazy. Well, it's, all right, so speaking of Masters, so I can see in this circumstance specifically where you have, where that's problematic. <clears throat> but they're announcing that they're bringing back uh, there's a category in bodybuilding where you're over 35, 45, 55, 65. It's masters. Yep. And they're, and they're bringing back uh, the masters Olympia. A bunch of old bodybuilders are talking about getting back into shape <clears throat> to go compete and be the, the old man champion. Is there a senior so designation? No, I think. Uh, Isn't that more accurate? It would be. Because that's what golf does. The senior tour. Okay. It's completely separate. Yeah, well, but, so this is complete this will be completely separate too. But so a lot of these guys, you know, I'm pretty sure and the women too, but a lot of the, the men that are doing this are former Mr. Olympia champions or they won uh 
you know, multiple other pro shows and stuff like that, that still yeah. live the bodybuilding life, but don't want to carry that mass like they did when they were young. Cause they'll die. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. So, so that's the designation. Is that, so speaking in total ignorance, is that in your opinion still problematic or is it separated enough to be just something totally different? There's a lot of words. Like there's a lot of options. Like there are plenty of synonyms to the word master that you could easily insert and the problematic nature of it disappears, right? So champion, okay. any and all of those big words could be applied to the exact same thing and it doesn't have a connotation that's directly tied to slavery. Does that make sense? Yes. So it's so it's less about what the word represents because they are the elite of of their sport and they have just aged. So it's like it's less about the designation and more about the laziness, the lack of effort to be inclusive because that's what today's climate is about, right? It's about representation, it's about being seen and it's not a, and it's about not poo-pooing something that is different from what your norm is. So it's very easy to just call it the Champions League, to call it the, to make up a word. You can literally make up a word. You call it the Legends Tournament. All of that. All of those yeah. things, man. Legend. Does that have any racist ties in your mind from your education? Doesn't for me. I have no problem with it. Legends Bodybuilders. Legend, Legends Olympia. Bam. Stamp it. Put it out there everywhere. High five. But ma the word master, like <laughs> you call it the master bedroom still. Doesn't take much education to, to tie all that together, to know that the master bedroom was where the fucking master stayed on the plantation. So it's like all of these things that tie into this disgusting nature that we come from in an era where people are actively trying to prevent you from learning about it. Do the right thing. Just do a thing that turns out right, because otherwise you look like Joe Biden. Doing something like that that doesn't need to bring attention to it, or that takes away attention—that's that's that's the that's what that's where I'll sell it. That's where I'll frame it. It takes away from the thing you want to root for. Jill Biden inviting the losers to come as well takes away from LSU. Yep. Calling senior bodybuilders, senior Olympian, Olympia bodybuilders, masters. Just because it's a name of word that you know is, it's whack. Well, it's, it's, I mean, masters of the craft. When you did a uh, a trade, you were a apprentice, journeyman, and then a master of yeah. your trade. You're a master craftsman. You're a master, but again, it's specific. You're a master carpenter. You're a master right. flutist, flautist, whatever they call it. Like, however, you yeah. You add those two together. So it's like a combo last name, right? Hyphenate yeah. that bitch. <laughs> well, so, I mean, so, so the way I was, the way I saw that though, is it would be master, master bodybuilder. Master bodybuilder, master Olympia, all of those things. Like, yeah. again, you can make it work, but there are so many other options that mean the same thing. Okay. So, okay. I, I was just, I was coming from it from like a trade standpoint. Yeah, yeah, no. You know, also, because... and in terms of duality, both things are true. 
But again, it's about the thing that you have to overlook in order to have the master. Is it worth that? Is it overlooking slavery to use the word master? The simple answer is no. It's not worth it. Call it legends, bro. Who's going who's gonna to see it and say legends? Nah. Not doing it. <laughs> no one's going to get upset. Call anything master. Well, so they'll have to think of something other than legends. I, just, I was just thinking about this. They're going to have to think of something other than that. Because there's, uh, there's, there's people over 45 and 55 that go and earn IFBB pro cards like late in life. Yeah. So they'd be able to compete in, and they had never won anything before. So it couldn't really be legends because it'd be, who's that guy next to Jay Cutler? You know, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? You say, like, you say Jay Cutler, I think the Bears. So it, that's why it's funny. First off, first off, I love both Jay Cutlers. All right. <laughs> I love Jay Cutler whenever he wasn't on the field. No, for, for total separate reasons, I love both Jay Cutler. <laughs> one for the dedication to his craft and one for the one for the exact opposite reason. <laughs> Shout out to Jay Cutler. Oh my Dude, lord. Oh, my favorite was like when he was getting divorced from uh uh Christina the, Cavallari. The Laguna and, Beach girl, yeah. And she was like, How am I gonna pay for all of this? And he's like, get a job. <laughs> I, I I read that that wasn't true. Oh, in my mind, in my really? heart, no, 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 no it, it will I, always be true. Someone for sure sold it as that because I saw that and it made well, me dude, laugh. Because it's something he'd say too. Because I remember they they were doing that reality show. <laughs> they were doing but, that reality show, and she's like, "I want to go and do," and he was just like, "I've made millions upon millions of dollars getting hit in the head, so I'm just gonna sit down." And I was like, <laughs> "Yes." Oh, speaking of football, have you watched any of The Rock's revamping of the XFL? I have watched a, uh, a couple games. Um, Brittany's off footballed out. I'm, I'm, uh, I, anybody, everyone in this home can say that they're okay. They have no problem with sports being on, but I'm the only one that gets odd about sports. Right. And that's, uh, in a way that's obnoxious to me. So I, I more of would rather not have to sit through people just being bummed that sports is on rather than watch sports. Yeah. I so get I, I get that sentiment in my house too. Yeah. So I, I kind of just don't, <laughs> but uh, I, so how- I, I've, I follow the story of uh, AJ McCarron. Um, and I really appreciate that. I think that was a solid dad move. On top of you know, he gets to play. Yeah. Um, for people that don't know about that, was he's been a backup in the NFL for at least five years now. Right? Yeah. And um, he has young sons and kids that you know will watch his college highlights and stuff. Like, dang, dad, I wish I could watch you play. Blah 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 blah. Sure. And he took a pretty massive pay cut to go be a starting quarterback for the uh, St. Louis Battlehawks in the XFL so his kids could watch him play football. That's dope. That's badass. Yeah. That's really cool. I like, I I just like the idea that there are other options for the athletes. Yes. Because 
simply because the market is so small. The pool of players is so small at the NFL level, even in the Canadian Football League. Like, there's only so many slots. But I personally worked with a guy who was working out as a wide receiver years ago, and he was working with me. I'm like, bro, what the fuck are you doing here? And he showed me, he was like, I go, do you have a highlight reel or anything? He goes, yeah, I've got my tape. You can see it. And he was just kind of like nonchalant about it. He's a monster. Juco monster. I was like, yo. And he was like having a hard time landing on a practice squad. Yeah. And so it was like, you know, guys like him, I know, will have an opportunity now that they never could have simply because the NFL didn't want competition, which is bullshit. Well, so then the the revamped is it the USFL that's around too. Yeah, there's there are options. It's great. Yeah, people are I going agree. to choose what they're going to choose, but they're net, but they're not unless the NFL does something wrong. They're not going to go away from it because it's still top tier. It's still considered, right. you know, top shelf. So, yeah, more the merrier, in my opinion. I was watching. Oh yeah, I was watching the XFL. I was watching the, a play go down, and I went, "Huh?" And Brittany goes, "What?" And I said, "That just made me realize how fast the players in the NFL are moving." Yeah. If anything, because, it makes the NFL players look better. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't like the guys did anything fundamentally wrong. It was just you just watch this play unfold, and you go, "There's just an extra gear." There's yeah. something else that's that is the X factor. And that's the biggest thing about the XFL, right? Is when its first iteration, he hit me. All of this, you he know, it was me. he hate me. He and me. so uh all of these things were were so over the top and it was it was loud on purpose. It was mm-hmm. X, it was extreme or whatever. And so now it's just like I don't care about what the name is. I just want these players to have an option to where if I want to watch football that's on to where, you know, and, and if, if I watch somebody and they do well, then I could support them, you know, the same way you would an athlete who makes 20 times what they do. So a, a Jersey sell to someone in the XFL is going to mean a lot more than someone in the NFL, right. just because of the way they're paid. So uh, there's many ways to, 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 to make it make sense. And I, and the rock put his, the weight of his name behind it. And I'm, I'm happy for him. And for taking that uh, and making that top or making that attempt, because well, uh, when see when Vince McMahon started the whole other company to make the XFL happen again, kind of thing. Like I have, I have St. Louis Battlehawks merch. Nice. And I, I have a, a I have a Houston Roughneck shirt too, because I was like, oh, that's dope. I can watch St. Louis football and Houston football, not during regular football season. That's amazing. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, like, like, I'm just stoked there's football back in St. Louis, dude. I I still hope that freaking discount Gomez Adams fucking Cronky out there back in Los Angeles. I still hope his fucking whole ass falls off. You know, like, I, I hope he gets literal just butt cancer. Now, I'm not talking colon cancer. I'm talking cancer of the cheeks where they have to cut his ass off. Like he like. <laughs> Like, like rat bastard I, <laughs> I feel pretty strongly about that <laughs> so so bringing up uh vince mcmahon how do you feel about the recent transaction that happened have you seen 
Vince McMahon? I wasn't going to talk about his appearance, just out of Dog. respect. No, no, just no, no, no. Can you can you pull up get a, a shot and share it on the screen? Do I you can have that? find it. I don't. Give me a moment. I'll find it. But yes, <laughs> he, he looks like every like silent movie villain that's ever existed. Wow. <laughs> he looks like he has too much money, dude. Oh man, he's, he's just an old man trying too hard. Like <laughs> that's the only thing I can I can attribute it to because why would you make yourself look like that on purpose? <laughs> He's never had facial hair in his entire life. <laughs> you know what's funny, though, is he has the same facial hair as my dad. My dad has that thin mustache, and he yeah. I've seen it full a few times, but he still rocks that. Yeah, but see, like, so your dad is established with that. That is who you're, that's, that look is a part of who your father is. You're right. This man is 78 years old and has never had a mustache he showed up with jet black hair so <laughs> jet black eyebrows and a jet black pencil thin mustache <laughs> and oh, <laughs> you know boy. like before he had to take his hiatus to hide away from the uh you know paying off people he's had affairs with <laughs> right right you you know like you saw him on tv and he was a gray-haired you know, just just a little more gray than salt and pepper. Looked hit, looked like a really in shape seventy plus year old man. Yep. And now now he's a goddamn cartoon. Is it like? <laughs> oh maybe, man. Maybe he's happy with that though, bro. Maybe he's hey, happy with that. Hey, look. more power to you. You know, like maybe he thinks he is ahead of the game maybe he thinks he knows something we don't dude i, I think he's gonna try and walt disney himself to where Oof. like when it when it cut like yes <laughs> oh hey shout out to captain sandy <laughs> shout, out, shout out to Captain Sandy. Don't know what happened, but I had this beautiful yeah. layout ready for you um, in the event you did show. But but instead, we get to see Vince McMahon. Look at Vince McMahon. I mean, is there a level of respect because his eyebrows are the same shape as his mustache? Like, <laughs> the uniformity is on point. Like, you can't be mad at that. Oh, man. I saw something that said that he bought the WWE for a hundred million dollars, and he's selling it for like four billion. Yeah, those well, so might he, be wrong, but so when he was getting things started, he borrowed <laughs> money from his dad, okay. who gave him the company. Then he used that. Uh, he used that to build this empire and buy out all the territories and eventually crush the last remnants of his competition. So, I mean, like his, his contributions to professional wrestling are vast, but yeah, it's another one. It looks like it. it looks his, yeah, this is my guy, Marcus. Shout out to Marcus. Hey, uh, hey Marcus. He looks like Gomez Adams. His mustache is slightly different than your dad's. 
yes, Marcus <laughs> is very well aware of my dad's uh uh man. His mustache. He's been rocking that thing for a long time. Yeah, so I mean like <laughs> leaps Wild and bounds man. with professional wrestling. He's done he's built this crazy empire. So you still watched WrestleMania though, right? Of course I did. Does I watched go- I I watched two pay per views every year. Okay. It's the, and so, it's the Ro- Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. So you said that sports doesn't typically go over well in the household. Do you have the same feeling when you have this on the TV? Do you care how they feel about it? No, I do not. <laughs> yeah. uh, Just double check. No, but um, I'm getting Myla sat and watched it with me. And then uh, Wyatt was like, oh, this is wow. I was like, yes, this is WrestleMania. WrestleMania rules. We should go to one of these. I was like, yes, yes, we should. <laughs> um, yeah, WrestleMania this year was good. I mean, there was a couple hiccups that, I mean, like with anything, there was a couple hiccups that made it kind of hokey and or stopped the momentum of a match. But like, I mean, overall, it was a good two nights. WrestleMania is two nights now for some nice. reason. But, uh, oh yeah, they're gonna spread it out for. <laughs> Well, they have to. It's their biggest show of the year, and they have so many, <clears throat> so many championships, and pardon me, and uh, people that people you know pay money to see. Why not? Yep. People will support it. So the clip that I attempted to to post that I think I sent to you, um, yeah. and you remarked on the after effect, which was Snoop. Mm-hmm stepping into uh to play his part um but what's the who's the wrestler that so that is shane mcmahon that's actually vince mcmahon's son oh bro double whammy so um (laughs) so there was a a royal rumble a long time ago that just sucked okay and vince he usually sits back behind the curtain and he's watching everything live and he talks to the commentators and mm. say this, mention that kind of thing. Gotcha. And, and watches the show to make sure it's going to how he wants it to go. And this, this match sucked. So he comes storming out of the back yeah, to tell everyone in the ring to like redo it and figure it out. Cause like, and that, you know, never happens, but he yeah. was so pissed that he was going to make him redo this, you know, main event on the big pay-per-view of the year. No doubt. He he gets into the ring, tears a quad, stands up, tears his other quad. So he sits back up against the rope and is screaming at everybody. <laughs> Follow after through. he just tore, after he's got told tore both quads and then had to be helped to the back, obviously, to go have surgery to have his quads reattached. Yeah. But so Shane, his son has always been a really, really, really athletic guy. He's never been huge or like, obviously he's the best fighter in the world, but he was, he'd always put his body on the line and do ridiculous shit. You want to watch some, a crazy Shane McMahon match. You find the, it was at the King of the ring and it was Shane McMahon versus Kurt Angle. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you'll go. Cause so one of the, pieces of glass was supposed to break and Kurt Angle was supposed to suplex him through it. But the people who put the glass up, switched the glass and didn't tell anybody. 
But as Kurt's trying to throw him through, it boom. And then as he comes down the glass, he hits his head on the ground. Thud. Oh. And then he then Kurt's, you know, kind of like trying to check on him. Do it again. Thud. Oh. Oh, do it again. And so on the third time, he finally breaks him through this plate of glass, which wasn't, yeah. you know, sugar glass. It was real glass. That whole match was banana. Anyway. But uh, so he comes out to obviously have this blow off. Look at me. I'm Shane McMahon yeah. making a special guest appearance. And he does a thing where he it's, it's a leapfrog. He leapsfrog frogs the Miz and blows his knee out bad on the landing. Oh, man. Just blows his knee out bad. And um, so uh, so obviously the Miz kind of backs up and, you know, as they're trying to get him out of the ring or whatever. And how that's supposed to go is to make that better Miz should have either got, like got on him and started like whooping on him or something kind of like to, you know, take advantage of it and be like a real shitty bad guy kind of thing. But what ended up happening was Snoop Dogg on the fly got in the ring and beat him, beat his ass. <laughs> how, old is, how old is Snoop? God, he's got to be almost 60. Is he 60 now? Gotta be. But yeah, but, I I didn't really tune in much. Um, but <laughs> in terms of swollenness, it just made me think like that that cliche, never skip leg day. It was just like, oh boy. Because it was, it was one of those no contact injuries where he just did a mm-hmm. normal movement and then his leg stopped working. And then he tried mm-hmm. to get up on it and his leg was like, not working well so he's about but he's about 62 like as well doing the most why are you jumping Mm -hmm. like that at 64 so that's what he's known for so obviously he was just trying to it it reminds me of like seeing old acts that you were fond of when you were younger Mm -hmm. and you go see them later in life and it's not a good show because they're older now and they can't move around you know it doesn't it doesn't convey the same. You don't be- the believability goes away because they're they're in an advanced age. But it's like again, the Joe Biden thing. It's like doing something for the sake of attention, and then it turns into a worse thing. So like, but the funniest part about it, in my opinion, was how quickly that video got taken down. It got taken down so fast, multiple times. And I switched it up. I flipped the video around. I I cropped out all of the insignias. It did not fucking matter, bro. That shit was gone mm-hmm. ASAP. So <clears throat> I don't know if that would have been everything that I shared from WrestleMania, but that clip they they were protecting him. And so mm-hmm. shout out to shout out to the powers that be because of course it was on bar stools, and so you could see it there. And then where I got it from, it wouldn't allow me to do the same thing. So yep. another thing. But, uh, yeah, they're real particular about who gets to share their stuff and how. But um, the so I was bummed about the Oscar um, and um, I can't remember who the Raw Women's Champion is right now. I'm yeah. having a brain fart. Can't tell you, but Oscar does uh, a thing that started with the Great Kabuki down to Muda, where they spit mist, kind of thing. Okay, and she went to do her miss spot, and obviously she's supposed to miss, 
kind of thing. And she her her missed capsule was on the mat. And there was no way the cameras could miss it kind of thing. Yeah. It was just obvious. And that's what I was focused on for the rest of the match. Because, you know, I've been watching wrestling for a long, long, long time. And even when I was a when I was a kid that believed it was real. Like yeah. the like the like the fake little stuff, I'd always notice that. Now, it takes me out of it. You know what I mean? Uh, so, so like, whatever happens the rest of this match, I'm like, the, the, the capsule's on the mat. The capsule's on the mat. <laughs> it's like, because the whole thing with, with the mist was it was supposed to be this secret orient mist that they can pull up from their stomach. It's this, this blinding poison kind of thing. But it's like, no, there's her. It's right there. Do they call it the orient mist? They used to, yeah. They used to call it stuff like that, but they, they, they don't. I mean, they don't anymore, obviously. But like back like, when, before Americans really had a grasp of Japan, Japanese culture, kind of thing, you know, because like, there's no before, man. It's appropriation, straight up. No, no, for, but it was, you know, but it was always like the Japanese wrestlers that came and did it, kind of thing. So that was sure. the whole. Yeah. Anyway, but. <laughs> But they inducted the Great Muda into the Hall of Fame this year, so. Progress. Dog, I could watch the Great Muda wrestle every day for the rest of my life. So I'm seeing Bianca Belair. Is that the correct name? But Bianca Belair, yep. And she is dope. She is one hell of a wrestler. The best women's match, though, that happened during both nights of WrestleMania was the Charlotte Flair and uh, Rhea Ripley match, though. Because they're both tall, in shape women, and they beat the shit out of each other. Like you could, like obviously stuff was worked, but like when they when they were laying shit in, dude, they were laying shit in, and you could hear like a pop, like the hits pop. You know what I mean? Like it was, yeah. they kicked the shit out of each other. That was amazing. That was an amazing match. Probably the best match of the whole card, honestly. Yeah, that's. You don't ever hear that when it comes to a women's match. But that was probably the match of the whole damn thing. The other thing that took me out of it was they did a hell in a cell to tie up an angle in between um, Edge and Finn Balor. And, you know, of course there was like weapons involved and blah, 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 and this big cage that you can't escape. <laughs> and Edge did a thing where he threw a ladder um, sideways. At Finn Balor and Finn went to go put his hand, hands up. He did, but he missed the top. The top hit him in the top of the head. Oof. And split him open. So that's so he got color the hard way, is what that's called. Like you're not bleeding on purpose, but you're bleeding. And immediately the cameras stayed away from him. They didn't show the blood that was dripping on the mat. They had to call the doctor in to yeah. staple his head right away. But it's that was something that could have been used for the emotion of the match. That was something that could have been like, oh, wow, look at him now as he's he's gushing blood and still putting up a fight. Can Edge stop this? You know, like like they used to do with wrestling. Yeah. Right? But dude, they, they had to stop the match. They stopped the bleeding. They stapled his head. And this was like five minutes. It stopped the whole momentum of the match. So they don't cut? There's no, there's no standby yeah. entertainment? <laughs> No, but they, they, you know, they're not supposed to anymore. You're not supposed to bleed anymore. Yeah, and I get it. I under, and I understand, but I'm also like, 
if you're selling tickets and you're wanting to draw on the emotion of, you know, the people watching at home, especially yeah. the people in the, the people in there would, would eat it up too. Cause they're there, they're feeding off that vibe. <clears throat> That's what wrestling used to be. Like you could go watch, um, old dusty road matches or like bruiser Brody, Ric Flair before he bled all the time for no reason. Like, like the, the matches were like, all of a sudden these guys were having these hard matches and one of them was bleeding yeah. and then they had to, they had to fight through the pain. Cause you know, <clears throat> like an old boxer kind of thing. Yep. Cause, Cause wrestling was presented as a sport for so many years, but now it's like, I mean, I can see, and because it's a, because it's an act, because it's scripted, it's like, there's a parallel to where if you're at a Broadway show and something goes down and then they don't have a backup to keep the show, right? Cause it's always, that's always the moniker, right? The show must go on. So like, right. You can't have a fill in, like you can't have a stunt double come in and do what they do. <laughs> well, so, but, that, but that was the whole thing. So like there was, there's two ways of, there's two ways of bleeding in wrestling. There's the one where you blade or you have your opponent blade you. Okay. You know, so you little razor blade cut. If you ever look at the old, old wrestlers, they have dents in their forehead and <laughs> from, you know, just little razor blade slits. And then, so that's, that's your, your way you do it. Or there was the accidental hard way, which is where you got hit in the head with something and cut your head. Yep. And like this, that was a perfect hard way that they, they could have been like, cause it's a hell in a cell match. There's no escape. There's weapons everywhere. They're all getting hit with all kinds of weird stuff. The ending of the matches were, was where edge, uh, uh, laid him on a chair and then smashed over his head with another chair and then pinned him kind of thing. It's like, what more per that would have been so perfect for that ending. Like, yes, the cut was huge. It was gross, but like, that was like, if, and if you would like, I would have, I would have rather, I would have rather they called the audible to end the match right there rather yeah. than stopping it for five minutes and doing it because like, you know, okay, there's the cut. There's the blood. Finn comes up staggering, fists up. Edge spears him. Remember, it's all the wrong he's done to him. Chair spot, bang, one, two, three. He gets the medical help he needs all in a matter of 30 seconds. You know? And that would have been... But here I am rambling about wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, just because we brought it up earlier, um, but the DeMar Hamlin injury... Like when he got hurt, I was livid. I'm like, end this game now. Mm -hmm. I could give two shits what happens. I could give two shits about the playoff seating, all of the nuance, all of the extra that the intangibles that would play out. Like none of that shit mattered outside of his health. So for that same reason, I will, there's no way I'm like, well, see if he can stand, give him some smelling salt. See if he can, like, nah, this man's heart stopped. Like, and you're playing a game to where you're you're going full force trying to stop somebody. So it's like there is not an act in that game. So the fact that, you know, for something that you understand is not real, for realness to be added to it, and then you're disappointed that you didn't get to execute all of the fakeness. <laughs> Just shows, you know, what it is. Like it's a it's a violent sport. It's a violent show. But like you said, 
if it's done right, nobody should get hurt. Well, yeah, and then Unless there's ways, and then there's ways to oh, someone's hurt. I can we can use this to end the match safely and effectively. Yeah, and it and it leaves the crowd with a <gasps> yeah or a because like the bad guy got really hurt or something. You know what I mean? Like there's ways to do it. Yeah, and they just they, they just stop the whole momentum of the damn thing. Yeah, and, it, and then it's like okay. That's liability, bro. That's liability all day long. I, no, no, I understand. But like, like one of my biggest problems with AEW, which is trying to be a comp- competitor with WWE, is someone bleeds every week for no reason. And it's like, there's no like, when you see an AEW wrestler bleed, it's not like there's not an emotion tied to it. You're just like, oh yeah, that guy just bleeds. You know, like, there's no you like, you still work. get that with WWE. Yeah. So like because you know, if you bleed all the time, no one cares. Yeah. You know, if it's it's the that's the the big problem I have with uh AEW is these guys in every single one of their matches, they do every move they know. Right. And it's like where do you go from there? Yeah. Like shouldn't you shouldn't you have saved that for like a big match rather than fucking Chad Christopher versus <laughs> You know, yeah. Washed up McGee. You know, watch them do every wrestling move they have ever learned. Yeah. The twelve false finishes. That, that's the, we should change that to the uh, <laughs> the uh, thumbnail for the show. His face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, just with your whole layout. It's not too late. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, we get... instead of <laughs> instead of this uh, his face to the yeah. book. Oh well, no, with the, whole, with the whole with the whole with the whole Captain Sandy layout. And then... Oh, and, uh, okay. <laughs> I was just thinking about facing putting it right here instead of the book, but that would work as well. Yeah, man. Like, so what's a worse look? This or Trump being indicted? Indicated. This. <laughs> 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 and the funny like the, the non-funny part is i believe you yeah, like, you're 100 percent right <laughs> oh my gosh vince <laughs> so it's so, okay so what's the worst look shane injuring himself in the manner he did or this this <laughs> shane injured himself uh, being an a, doing a, an athletic move, yeah. Oh, Vince man. McMahon did this on purpose. Like <laughs> he paid somebody to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Can you get a refund on a shave, dude? <laughs> How does that work? And it well, so... is that his usual barber? Like the, like who does that to him? I have no idea. But the whole thing. It's like he's got to be covering up like bad lip injection sites or something. Uh, that's what happens when you got too many yes people around. Yeah. You got well, people who can't tell you no. Because if I saw him in the hallway, I would have given him a look that would have let him know, nah. You just scared me. Yeah. <laughs> but not and not that my look would have done anything or changed it, but it would just been like, oh, that was a mistake. <laughs> And in the era of mask wearing, hey, 
Put a face mask on. Nobody sees that. Oof. Boy, oh boy. All right, man. We've been on this on this train. It's almost nine o'clock. Um, yep. Obviously, a little bit disappointed that Captain Sandy didn't join us. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, like we had, I have uh, email confirmation. I have the, uh, she retweeted us at least twice today on, on her. Check this, uh, check this thing out. I'm not going to show up for. Oof. You know, and uh, <clears throat> no shade, no hate. No, none at all. None at all. And people are, people are busy, and I don't know why she took this. Why she why she said yeah. yes? I don't know. It was nice of her to say yes. Sucks she didn't show up. But it does. Uh, I had an opportunity to listen to her book, so let's talk about it. What you it's still? A, it's still a good thing, right? It's it's still a great book. I'm not gonna like. I'm bummed. I'm really bummed because, um, just from her book alone, I was like, wow. I like there's there's you know I obviously didn't grow up in Florida I didn't have the uh, the childhood she did mm-hmm. but with how she talks and how she speaks and how she does things it's like I relate a lot I can I, I can see where and how she she thinks the way she does but uh, from her book so I was really excited to talk to someone that was like a almost kindred spirit kind of right. thing yeah. Um, same I mean, I'm obviously, life. yeah. I mean, so she I means she's an adult with ADHD. Um, she's, you know, done more drugs than hasn't. Right. I'm, the, you know, like I've I've done more drugs than I haven't. You know, like, I mean, obviously we we there's different different career paths that we went on, but I mean, <laughs> uh, so I mean, I was really really looking forward to this conversation, man, because. Um, way she speaks about helping people and she talks about deciding on giving people more than one chance based on what she sees in their soul. Well, kind of thing. proof is in the pudding. Like, so, yeah. So, so maybe we, maybe, maybe this is just put on pause because I've got a bunch of questions listed. You've got a bunch yeah. of stuff to talk about and for for being people who do this on the fly, by the seat of our pants, most weeks, it's like, I've been watching Below Deck Mediterranean. I've watched five seasons. <laughs> Since two weeks ago. So I've been I've put in some time. I've invested quite a few hours in being up to speed with understanding the flow of the show, you know, the drama that ensues, and then learning about the culture. Learning about the culture of of yachting and, and everything that goes down with that because I've been on a couple cruises myself and they were, you know, the grand scale ones, but I, I'm very interested in what's going on. And uh, my wife's into the show and she, I'm sure that she jumped on this at one point and was like, Oh, she's not on peace. Oh, oh, just, just these assholes again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, it's, it's a disappointing thing. Um, it's not something that doesn't happen. So it's yeah. just, Take it for what it is, and um, I mean, you can't really, you can't really be mad, and you have this face to look at. So, uh, like, you know, we're gonna make the best out of a bad situation, but hopefully, whatever prevented her from being on the show tonight, uh, everything's good, and hopefully, we hear from her in the future, and we're able to not, 
you know, lock this down and have a conversation. Yeah, man. I mean, hopefully it was just a, a time zone thing or something. Well, that's that was my concern going into this was, are we doing it at the same time as normal? Because where we are now, yeah. she may not be. Likely as not. So You know, and then that was my, I'd, I'd, I'd asked her multiple times about time zone stuff. She said, just send me the Google invite. Nope. Didn't make any suggestion otherwise. Yeah. So maybe she doesn't handle her social media. Maybe she never knew. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> what if she has someone? She's got a young social media. I don't want to say young. I want to be ageist. Maybe she has a social media manager who is doing this with the point of booking her up. And today's date came up, and we're like, "Oh, you have that thing. You have sober swollen." She goes, "Huh?" <laughs> And you, we've, we, you've actually never spoken to her. I got scammed. I got scammed last year. So maybe, maybe, maybe Captain Sandy has no idea who we are, and has never spoken with us, and it's all been through a third party, and we don't know. That could be the case. Would that make you feel any better? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, but... got, a, I got a solution for that. Just look at that mustache. It's just, just amazing. Shout out to my pops. He's been rocking that thing for <laughs> decades. Vince McMahon stole your look. <laughs> if, yeah, if, man. if he saw a picture of my dad and was like, yep, let's do that for WrestleMania. I don't know. Anyway. What, uh, time, what time is it in Florida right now? It is like 11 o'clock. Is it two hours, three? Two or three. We don't do time changes. I don't know. <laughs> yes, exactly. Everyone else moves around us, so you deal with yeah. it. I have no clue. I got, I got a duck run to build. Absolutely. All right, boss man, go ahead and send us out. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to the Sober Swole podcast. For Captain Sandy, I'm Jake Howard. <laughs> <laughs> I actually hit the wrong button. I had your woo lined up, <laughs> but you said for Captain Sandy. So, as a producer, I am DJ Swirl. Chocolate and vanilla swirl. Warhorse. Send us off. Oh no! What happened to Warhorse? Oh, you know what? Here it is. Here's Warhorse. Sorry. Oh, okay. Here's Matt. Snap into a Slim Jim. Hey, it's Warhorse. Do you want your workouts to look like this? Or do you want your workouts to slay? When Warhorse picks his pre-workout, he wants it to slay. If you want second place, Go with somebody else. If you want to be a champion, go!